This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. Welcome to Kingdom Come with me, Andrew Nkoyo. Thank you for joining me. We are continuing on an equally important uh, topic on, uh, on the Holy Spirit. We talked about the name Spirit, and we talked about Pentecost. Today, we are going to talk about understanding spiritual gifts, because I believe it is paramount for the church, for you and I, if you are going to be, you know, really nation changers, if you are going to be revivalists, transformers, and reformers, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to use every gift that God has given us as the church, you know, to make the difference, to make the impact. So our uh, key scripture for uh, for this theme on the Holy Spirit is Acts 19, uh, verse 1 to 2. While Apollos was at Corinth, he took uh, uh, a shortcut through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Now, one thing I want to point out is, these were believers. They loved Jesus, okay? But they had not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit, let alone experience, really, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and all the things that the Holy Spirit does and brings to us. So, let me clarify this before we go any further. That, you know, the fact that, you know, you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you're not a Christian. You're a Christian, like these brothers in Ephesus, they were followers of Christ, but they had never uh, heard that there was a Holy Spirit, and they had not uh, received in really, the, 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 one of the gifts that we're going to talk about here shortly, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the first gift is eternal life. Romans 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, underline that one, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages, the penalty, the results, the outcome of sin of a life separated with God, a life that is contrary to God's standard, God's nature, is death. And that is spiritual death. Okay? Separation from God for eternity. That's what that means. But the gift of God is eternal life, is everlasting life. Okay? A life in heaven, a life with God, okay, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
You see how simple that is? It is a free gift. You don't work for it. It's not by the cunning cleverness of man. It's not by the human arm of strength. It is a gift that you receive. And how do you do it? If he's in chapter 2, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. <laughs> I love it. Through faith. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's by faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. It is a gift. The salvation, being saved, salvation or born again, you know, or having a relationship with God, the Father, Jesus Christ, is all by faith. Faith in what? Faith in what Jesus did in your name and in your place. You have to believe that he did that. You know, he went on the cross for you. And he died for you. He rose from the dead for you. And he rose from the dead. And he's seated at the right hand of God in heaven for you. Because of what Jesus has accomplished, you can now be reconnected back to God and have a relationship with God. And your sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus because of what he accomplished. That's the first gift. The second gift is the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 4 and 5. Jesus says, do not leave Jerusalem to his disciples, but wait for the gift. Again, here it is. Gift. Underline that word in your Bible. My father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Okay. John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, the word baptize comes from the Greek word uh, baptizo, which means to immerse, okay, to immerse. He says you're going to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. Now, we are talking about a separate experience, a separate reality. Uh, Jesus, let me take you a little bit back here for context. In John chapter 2, uh, 20, verse 21 and 22, Jesus comes to his disciples and says, Remember the way his disciples, they were following him. They had believed, placed their faith in him. But they did not have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. Verse 21, verse 22, he says, he breathed on them and told them, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Okay? So we see they had, then they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But they had not received the baptism. Now what? Jesus is saying here is not the infilling of when he breathed on them and told them, you know, receive the Holy Spirit. They received the infilling. They were filled with the Spirit, okay, in them. But now he says, I, you know, John baptized, baptizo, he immersed people for repentance in water. And he says, go wait in the upper room for the second gift, the gift of baptism. I want to make that clear. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. You're going to be immersed. Okay? You're going to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. You know, just, uh, you know, uh, just have this picture, you know, in a sink or a tub or a body of water. You know, get, get a cup and just, you know, dunk it. Once it's filled, it's going to go under. You know, that's what it means. You're going to go under. You're going to be immersed. You're going to be saturated. You're going to be covered. You're going to be filled to fullness and overflow. Okay? It's not going to be you. It's going to be the Spirit of God living and moving and operating in you and through you. Okay? And so that's 
what it means and it's really crucial dear friend for us to understand that because when we do understand then we know it's a gift of God and it's available for all believers for all of us to have and to enjoy and really it's there for the asking and for the receiving and then the, the third gift or gifts these are spiritual gifts you know a person could have more than one okay and so Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 1, he says, now about spiritual gifts, again, you remember that word, gifts, it's a gift, it's, it's, it's like a present. You don't pay for it, you receive it. Okay, you accept it and receive it. He says, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Dear friend, many people are ignorant, like in the days of Paul, even today, many people are ignorant regarding the spiritual gifts. It is important for you and I to know that it's scripture. It's okay to desire. As a matter of fact, Paul tells him, I want you to desire spiritual gifts. I want you to desire that you may prophesy. Why? Because when you do prophesy and, and you operate in the, in the gift of prophecy, you edify somebody, you encourage somebody, you build up somebody. Okay, so what is a spiritual gift? Oh, before I go there, let me back the track up here for a second. The Protestant Reformation in the 1500 really opened up this idea of the priesthood of every believer. And then from there, we begin to see that now it's not about a few chosen uh, uh, people. It is the believer who are called to be priests unto God. Okay, so with that in mind, let's read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 12, verse 7 from the NLT. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help others. A spiritual gift. And I've read, and I'll venture to say, there's about 21, if not more, spiritual gifts mentioned in the Bible. Now, most of the time, we focus about we focus on the fivefold in you know Ephesians four, and we focus on the the nine. But when you really go through the scripture, you find that there is over four, 21 uh, gifts that are listed. And dear friend, I believe with all my heart that at least you have one of those gifts. And the reason God gives those gifts is right here. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us. Paul says each one of us have at least a spiritual gift, if not more. Okay? So we can help others. So we can make a difference. Okay? So here is a simple definition of a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a special supernatural ability that God gives each of his children so that together we can advance his purposes in this world. That's really what it is. It's a supernatural, okay? It's a supernatural ability that God gives you. Now, this is not necessarily your experience. This is not necessarily your talent, but it's a supernatural uh, ability. It's a supernatural endowment, supernatural enablement that you, 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 you get from God. It's like, you know, you're, you, you are doing something that in your natural self you won't be able to do. You know, you are inspired to go beyond your natural. 
that is a spiritual gift okay and uh, you know and we break it down in in one of the teachings that I'll, to, uh, I'll point to you about here in a, a little bit later. But that is that is a spiritual gift. It's a supernatural, okay? It's a supernatural ability that God gives to each one of us. You have a supernatural ability. I have a supernatural ability, okay? And so, understanding spiritual gifts. Point number one: you need to discover the gifts God has for you. Okay, I need to discover the gift that God has for me. Romans 12 verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Let that sink in. We all have uh, gifts according to the grace of God. You have God's grace on your life. I have God's grace on, your on my life. As a matter of fact, you know, um, the word charisma, you know, that's kind of where many people got this thing all confused because the word charisma means gift. You know, the charismatic movement embraced the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So now we created another label. Those are the charismatics. Oh, uh, we don't want to be those charismatics. But let me tell you, God is charismatic. He is the author of gifts. He loves gifts. He gives gifts. You see, and the word grace in the Greek is charis, which when you combine them, charisma and charis means, becomes, it's a grace gift. Okay, and, and here Paul tells us that we are all given gifts according to the charis, to the grace. They are grace gifts. You don't work for it. Now, Paul tells us to desire spiritual gifts. We have to desire them. It's okay to desire gifts another person operates in. It's okay. He says, desire spiritual gifts. Okay? And God will meet us, you know, as we desire. I remember, you know, um, many, many, many years ago, when I was, you know, starting out in ministry, uh, there, there was a brother, a pastor, actually, he is in, in Lincoln. He is in uh, England. Uh, he's originally from Uganda, but he has a, a church in London. He came back to our church in Uganda, and he's, I mean, he's a fabulous teacher. He broke down a scripture like nobody I've ever seen, you know, and I, I remember at the end, he said, who wanted to, you know, to receive the gift <laughs> of teaching? I went up there, you know, now, I knew my primary calling is not a teacher, but I desire the gift of teaching, you know, but my primary calling is not a teacher or that of a teacher, but I do the work of a teacher. So on that day, you know, over 30 years ago, I went up there and he laid hands on me and prayed for me, you know, because I desired that as I went and I preached that I'll also be able to teach. I may not be the, you know, the, the world's best teacher. doesn't matter. I desired, and God gave me the grace to teach. Now I'm teaching you. You know, so I flow in the grace God gives me. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like Lincoln, you know, because his gift is teaching. He's a, I mean, he, he, he can teach, break down a scripture, and go take into all these words, and, you know, and he's good at it. And, you know, and he has a powerful teaching ministry. You know, and so it is our job to discover the gift what is it that God has supernaturally given you 
you know, uh, as, as a matter of fact, when I started out, you know, uh, preaching, and I, all I had was desire. I didn't know anything about spiritual gifts. I didn't know anything about how to receive them. But the more I tapped into my calling and my destiny, uh, then I began to see gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in me, some more than others. Then I began to pay attention, and I began to develop those gifts, and I began to flow more. See, but you have to pay attention from today. You need to, to figure out what are those gifts. Like I said, we have um, an online course, the School of the Anointing, uh, and uh, we are going to give you free access. Go to our, our website, email us that you want to join. We will give you free access. And in that online course, the School of the Anointing, uh, I teach a full lesson on discovering God's plan, God's design for you. And one of them is the spiritual gifts, but it's the culmination of, you know, really like the acronym design, what all that means. Okay, so that is one way that we can help you. So if you're serious, you're interested, you're watching this, you're listening uh, uh, on, on Spotify or iHeartRadio or any other device and Go to our website, kingdomimpactministry.org, uh, and uh, reach out. And there should be links there to join uh, the School of the Anointing for free. We'll give you um, the whole course for free. Costs, you know, several hundred dollars. We're going to give it to you for free. You know why? Because we want to see a revolution. We want to see you become a revivalist, a reformer, a transformer, a nation changer, a life changer, where God has placed you using the gifts that God gives you. And one way to know those gifts and to really highlight those gifts so they stand up is to walk in the power of God. And that's why I created that online course, The School of the Anointing. It's all about the anointing, how to get it, how to walk in it, how to grow in it, how to keep it, and how to minister it. Amen. So we are going to give you, you know, that course um, free, free of charge because we want you to grow in the gift of God that God has for you. Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. David says he knows it. He's wonderfully and fearfully made. Now, some of you may not like what you see in the mirror, but I'm going to tell you, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. Spirit, soul, body, conscious, conscious, every part of you. God thought about everything about you and it's your uniqueness in this world that makes you so unique to God's eternal purpose, to God's destiny in the earth because you are unique. There's no one like you. Now listen to this. God's design in me reveals God's destiny for me. You see, when you discover God's design for you, you know, that acronym des design, D stands for desire, experience, spiritual gifts, insight, personal insight, all the things God has given you, not your ability. 
God's design in you reveals your destiny. That's why instead of shunning the spiritual gifts, actually embracing it, you're embracing who you are. You're embracing your destiny. You're embracing God's purpose. So many people are wondering, what is God's purpose for my life? Well, look at what has God designed you to be? What has God put in you? Because that reveals really your destiny. That reveals what God has wired you and is waiting for you to unlock it and begin to tap into it. You know, like I told you, when I started preaching, I didn't know about, you know, what gifts I had or that. I just started serving the Lord. And, but then the more you begin to, you know, pour yourself out, the Holy Spirit releases the grace that you need. Again, we talked about charis, grace, charisma, gift. Okay? These are grace gifts that we are all given. So you have a grace on your life. And when you begin to walk in that grace, God gives you more grace. And that grace is going to reveal the gifts, the destiny that God has called you to be a part of in making a difference in this world. Okay? So God's design, if you pay attention, is going to reveal your destiny. Number two, develop the gifts God has given you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. You have to desire them. Okay? You have to desire spiritual gifts. And once you know what spiritual gifts you have, you have to develop them. How do you do that? You've got to start walking in the grace God has given you. Slow but sure. Just walk in that grace. Operate in that grace. Move in that grace. Live in it. Okay? Because the grace of God grows on your life. I remember when I was studying, you know, ministry, I would lay hands on, you know, everybody that came to the prayer meeting. But the grace of God grows and grows. And, you know, as I continue to be faithful, uh, the grace of God continued to grow to the point now, because now the crowds are becoming bigger, you know, in, you know, in football field and stadiums, you know, you can't lay hands on, you know, 20,000 people, 30,000 people. You can't. But the grace of God grows and the gift of of the Holy Spirit in you, they grow. And sooner or later, I was praying for miracles, signs, and wonders without ever laying hands on anybody. And the power of God will touch the same person on the front the same way as touching the person in the back. Why? Because the gift of God has been growing. The grace of God grows on your life. Okay? But you have to develop in it. You have to, to just walk in it, to persevere in it. Some days are hard, some days are easy. It doesn't matter. The grace of God is sufficient. I know we talk about, you know, the grace of God is sufficient, but I want you to know the grace of God is sufficient in everything. In all things. The grace of God is sufficient for you, even in the area of your spiritual gifts, in enabling you and helping you to grow in it and thrive in it. Second Timothy chapter uh, 1 verse 6. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. Now, store it. You fan into it like, you know, like a fire. You've got you to gotta blow on it. you know? you, you got a little spark there. You've you got to blow on that spark. And then it becomes a fire. And all of a sudden, you've got a bonfire. You see? But you've got you, you to fan it. 
Okay? You gotta find it. You, 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 it doesn't matter. It does, nothing starts out big. You know, you gotta start where you are with the little seed that you have, with the truth that you know, with what God has revealed to you. You gotta start there. And as you find on it, and as you blow on it, that little fire is gonna spark, and all of a sudden it's a big fire, and then it's a bonfire, and before you know it, you have a revival. <laughs> you know? So that is what God requires of us in order to develop the gift. We gotta develop the gift, we gotta find it. Okay? And thirdly, we gotta use the gift God has given us. We gotta put that gift into practice. First Peter chapter uh, 4 verse 10. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. I'm reading from the NLT. He says, manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Did you hear that? Let's read that again together. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. How do you do that? How do you manage your gift well so God's generosity can flow through you? By using it. By applying it. By being a vessel that God can readily use at any given moment. Okay? So, use the gift that you have. See, God wants you to come to a place in your life when you can say, I was made for this. When you have been developing your gift and you have persevering in your gift and the passion of God and the generosity of God is flowing. You know, for over the years, the generosity of God, I've seen it flow through me, through miracle signs and wonders, through healing, through deliverances, uh, salvations, you know, revival, transformations in homes, in people, in churches, in cities, even in nations. That's how I've seen God's generosity. It's not because I'm better than anybody. It's the grace of God. When you allow yourself to be an instrument, God's generosity is going to flow through you. It's not because you're better. It's not because you're great. It's not because you're hyper-spiritual. No, it's because of the grace of God. The Holy Spirit imparts those gifts and the Bible says that a faithful man shall abound with blessing. When you're faithful with that little spark, God fans that flame as you take action. Okay, as I, I'll teach you in the school of the anointing. As you take action, that little flame, God begins to also, oh yeah, I say, Holy Spirit, this one is ready. This one is really serious. And you see that little flame become a bonfire. Before you know it, it's an explosion. It's, it's you're carrying revival. Whether you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you're a homeschooler. Wherever you, you work, you work in an office, you work in technology, in the seven spheres of society, it doesn't matter where. You're carrying the grace of God that transforms and God's generosity is pouring out. So here at uh, KIM, you know, really, we exist to take you on a journey, okay? So you can experience the gospel of redemption through the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, and to equip Christians to do the same, to change lives and impact culture in your spheres of influence for the glory of God. That is our mission. 
you know, in this season. This is our mission. You know, if we can summarize it, is we want you to know God, to find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. That is really, that's why we exist. Okay? And our desire is that, you know, you are so on fire for God, and you have discovered your gift, and you can say, yes, I was made for this. You know, many times people have asked me, you know, how this ministry is. And I mean, there are times when I, you know, you know, you feel like you don't want to do it anymore. You know, but I know I was made for this. It's not because of my power. It's because there's a passion and there's a grace God has given me. And I've seen God's generosity. I've seen God's faithfulness. It doesn't matter whether, you know, uh, whether I'm, I'm... on a big stage, on a little stage, one-on-one, you know, I was made for this. I'm, I'm made to share Christ, to help people come to know Him, to find freedom, to find purpose, and to make a difference. I am made for this. I don't need any prophets from to come tell me, you know, this is... I know it. Why? Because I have been, you know, saying yes to the grace of God and cultivating these gifts. Now, you know, I have room to grow and I'm searching, um, seeking and searching. But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is what I'm made for. This is why I'm here. To help people to know Christ, find freedom, find purpose, and make a difference in their world through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Dear friend, you are watching, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you say, whoa, this doesn't apply. This is the first step. We talked about the gift of eternal life. Right now, here and now, you can receive Jesus and receive that gift for free. All you have to do is believe in the finished work of Jesus in your name and in your place. And confess that you have violated God's laws and you need a savior. And Jesus is going to save you. He's willing. He has already paid the price. All he wants is for you to receive the gift. Would you pray this prayer with me today? Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that I've fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of my sin is eternal separation from you. Dear Jesus, I believe in what you did in my name and in my place on the cross. I confess you that you are the Son of God. Come into my life. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and power so that I may live a life that is holy and be on your mission until you come. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of eternal life. I receive it now by faith in your name. Amen. Dear friend, you have said that prayer. Jesus has come into your heart. The Holy Spirit you have received here now, right there on your couch, in the car, wherever you are. You you have received Jesus and the Holy Spirit has come and is indwelling you now. I'm going to teach you and show you the next gift is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want you to go and watch that message. And again, remember, there's a training course that I put together that will help you to go deeper. Go on our website and sign up. Write to us and we'll help you get access and get deep into the Word of God. So you can know your gifts 
and be able to walk in them for the glory of God. Thank you, dear friend, for watching and for listening. I invite you to invest into this ministry. As a matter of fact, uh, this coming month, we are sending out uh, my new book, Catch and Release God's Supernatural to all the pastors in Colorado. I want to challenge you uh, to give towards, um, would you sponsor us to print and send this book? It's a tool to inspire, encourage pastors to preach the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a tool we have put together that we believe that will encourage them and help them to know how to go to the next level for those that need to go to the next level. And we want to give to the leaders, to pastors, free of charge. I encourage you, pray about sponsoring the printing and distribution of this book to pastors in your town, in your city, maybe in your whole state. And God will bless you. Our next really desire mission is to send it to our, we're sending it to Colorado. Now we want to go to the next states around us, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. Maybe by the grace of God, with your, you know, with your support and giving and prayer, we can send it to every pastor in America. Can you imagine that? We are on a mission to see a heaven-sent Holy Ghost born revival. And I have laid out all the tools that I have seen over 30 plus years of ministry work in any country, in Africa, in Europe, and in America. And we'll put them here. Help us invest into this ministry and help us disciple nations for the glory of God. May God bless you. I love you. As a matter of fact, as you give, we'll send you a free copy signed by me for your generous donation to our ministry. Thank you. Use the links on your screen. And I thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next session. As a believer, the keys to the supernatural are in your hands, and with them you can access your inheritance. In his newest book, Working the Works of God, Dr. Andrew teaches us how, through the glory of God and His anointing, we are empowered to move past our human abilities and function in the supernatural realm, where nothing is impossible. Order your copy today. To become a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner or sow a financial seed, Call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or log on to www.kingdomimpactministry.org. Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come broadcast 24-7 online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Ministry TV channels available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Android TV. To stream on the go, get the Kingdom Impact Ministry mobile app for Apple and Android devices from the App Store today. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423, or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at 
Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.